It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 33. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back in to another episode of the show. As always, if this is your first time coming across the show, let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode, we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business, career, and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business. Maybe you have a business or you're looking to get started in a particular career path. This podcast provides you with real and practical advice and tips which you can apply to help you succeed on your business, career and life journey covering a range of topics which will help you along on your way. As always, if there's something you would like me to feature on the show, please do get in touch. You can drop me an email to zero lives left podcast at gmail.com or send me a tweet to at zero lives left don't forget reviews are very important and if you're enjoying the show please just take a little moment to rate and review this podcast on itunes stitcher radio spotify or indeed whichever platform you are listening to this podcast on today. Reviews are really important and they do help other people find out about the show. We've got another packed episode lined up for you today, so you're definitely going to want to have a pen and a piece of paper handy. We're chatting to Mickey Quigg, Development Officer at New York GAA, uh, about his time as a student at the University of Ulster to becoming Vice President of Campaigns and Communications at the University of Ulster Students Union to landing his most recent and current role uh, working in the Big Apple, New York City as Development Officer for the New York GAA. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 33 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Mickey Quigg is Development Officer at New York GAA, working on the ground with clubs and schools to ensure the continued growth of Gaelic games and the Irish culture at all levels. His role includes, but is not limited to, club development, planning, implementation, responsible for the minutes and tasks, completion of work carried out by the juvenile hurling board, development of links between club and local feeder schools, conducting introductory sessions for individuals who have never heard of the game. Delivery of the New York uh, Players Academy, Coaching Academy, Refereeing Academy, in which individuals are taught about factors outside of the game, including injury prevention, dietary requirements and mental health, through a number of formal presentations and informal group work. Mickey, thanks for taking time out to join me on the Zero Lives podcast all the way 
from New York City. Wayne, thanks for having me. That was it. That's a lovely introduction. Thank you. Not at all, Mickey. Not at all. I know we've tried to get this podcast set up for a while now. Uh, we had power failures. Uh, we just couldn't get things coordinated. But I'm so glad that you're on the show. I've been following your journey for a while. I think I first came across you in Belfast, actually, when you were yeah. working for, was it the University of Ulster? Yeah, Ulster, uh, Ulster University uh, Student Union. Ulster University Student Union. And I was delivering a workshop, speaking to stakeholders and also some students about the importance of online reputation and, and building your profile online. So I've kind of been following your journey and, and I noticed that you had got this opportunity in the States. You're working for Development Officer for New York GA and I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to get you on, talk about your story so that any students who are listening in who maybe want to go travel into the States, maybe want to work over there for a little bit of time after university, you know, this would be great insight for them. Let's sort of get right into it here because we've got a lot to cover and a lot of great things that we're going to we're sort of going to discuss. So you're currently employed by New York GAA and you're based in New York City. You were saying in the Bronx or you're living in the Bronx? Yeah, 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 living um, in the Bronx. And you really work sort of on the ground. You're kind of at grassroots level, which is which is kind of really, really interesting. And you're working with clubs and schools, which must be fascinating over there, bringing mm-hmm. the sort of the GAA scene, the whole aspect of the Irish culture to schools in the New York state area. It sounds like a great role. How did you get into it? That's a, that's a, that's a good question. I was, um, so I suppose the last summer I came out just to, you know, I, I finished up my role in the student union around um, June June time. So around July or August, I came out for a bit of a break to see a few a few family and friends. Um, luckily enough, I, I seen the I seen the advert. I seen the ad, I, seen, I seen a few job adverts and stuff and um, online. I just applied for it. I I got through the first stage, got through to the second, and then the final the final three and. I was successful after that there. So once I went back to Ireland, I got my my visa and all finalised, and I officially started in October 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 second. So it was it was right place, right time for me. So so the Big Apple, it's very very busy. There's lots happening. I'd imagine you know uh, obviously a big Irish scene over there as well, a big Irish contingent. What's the sort of reception like? I mean, is are, are the schools interested in getting students involved with this, getting children involved in the Gaelic game scene? Um, there's sort of two things towards. So I'd say you know, the clubs, so the the Irish that immigrated over here 20, 30 years ago, to me, they're they're more they're sort of more passionate and they're more hardworking because it is a bit more difficult over here to to grow the game because I'd say there's so much other sports. You know, you've got American football, you've got baseball, you've got lacrosse, you've got soccer's massive over here. And the thing that they offer as well is that scholarships, you know, come uh, for school and for college. So it it is uh, why people are interested in the sport, and you can see a lot of you know. Colleges too picking up the picking up hurling and picking up uh, Gaelic football and showing a real interest towards it. It it, it is um it does have its challenges like like everything. Take me back now before you before you went to the states. Uh, obviously, um, yeah. whenever we first got introduced to each other, you were working for the Ulster University Students Union. What what did that role sort of encapsulate? I mean, what were kind of the things that you were involved in while you were <laughs> you were based here? Yeah, um, so I was in Ulster University Students Union for three years, and that's a that's an elective position. So every year you have to run an election, run a campaign to to get in vice president. President of Student and Academic Affairs at the McGee Campus, which is which is based in Derry, and that was you know giving out student advice. That was going to meetings with the university, with the local community, um, with different organisations, <clears throat> being that sort of that point of point of information, point of call on campus. 
And then for my my final year, well, you can only do the role for three years. So on the, the third year, I was uh, in charge of um, campaigns and communications across the four campuses. Um, so that involved um, doing a lot of the on, on the social media channels for the for the student union, um, as well as organising the mental health campaign, the voter age, the alcohol awareness, and all on all four campuses. So probably enjoyed it. I, I probably enjoyed it the, the most because you you will to go about. You can meet students in their uh, you know go to students' houses from the campaign. You were in hall. You were on the ground. It was it was it was fairly fairly enjoyable. Now, core focus of the Zero Lies podcast is really you know we get a lot of students who are listening in, a lot of graduates listening in. You know, mm-hmm. a real folk thinking about what's next after university. You know, what are you going to do next? Let's sort of think beyond university and like out into the world of work. What do yeah. you think are three key skills which students need to develop? in order to become more successful and kind of maybe get that foot in the door. Communication would be up there for me because I think you have to know how to communicate not only in person, verbally, but how to put your points across, whether you're you're writing a document, writing a paper. I think having a good having a good communication, being able to talk about your ideas in a, in a in a fluid way and in a positive way can go a long way in the world of work. Another one would be probably be a team player. When I say that there, I mean like knowing, that, knowing when to work with other people, but know when you need to step up and, and take the tech lead in a situation I think being a team player also means you know when to when to listen and when to talk and, and how to deal with difficult situations because as you know yourself when there's just times there's people you're going to find it hard to work with but you have to put your best foot forward and do his best for the for the operation for the program or or, or um what whatever is you're working on and the last I was talking about this here with um with the boss there yesterday and his one was I'm going to agree with him it was focus we say focus we probably go with so be you know be driven be enthusiastic know know what you know what you want and and really go for it because because even even like myself now I had the, I had the idea of coming out to the US now for I think I was trying since even in the job I'd say for eight nine months I got a lot of got a lot of no's you just you've, you've just got to keep keep at it if you, if you want something bad enough so yeah that's my three so communication being a team player and and having that focus and that drive and that energy I think those are great I think really really important from all aspects of of life as well i think you know in business and i think sometimes you know um a lot of people struggle with communication in particular uh maybe trying to articulate their ideas absolutely um, getting their opinion across maybe delivering a presentation and these mm-hmm. are skills that are really really important and i think can be refined over time and i, I kind of remember whenever i started out doing the work that i do you know, like typically standing up and giving presentations used to scare the crap out of me. Now, like I might be speaking to three, four, five hundred people at, 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 yeah. at any given time uh, in, a, in a school assembly. So, again, the more you practice and the more you develop your communication skills, I think the more effective you will become. But it's such an important skill. And, and really, when I was working out in America a couple of years ago, you know, you had to be, you know, whatever you were communicating, particularly the people who didn't get your accent. Oh, God, absolutely. <laughs> Jeez, that's a good one. Absolutely. Oh, it couldn't be. And even the, even the tone and the stuff you say, you have to sort of you sort of watch because your sarcasm or your sense of humor could be interpreted, we say, differently to, to others. So I couldn't agree more. Exactly. And, you know, I spend a lot of my time actually working and not, not not so much in in America these days, but but in other countries, um, you know, I travel extensively. Again, you know, communication skills is really really important, and it's important that you understand the language barriers and all that sort of stuff. So I think that's a really really important. I think many people overlook, and it's really whenever they they leave university or they leave college and they go out into the world of work, you know, maybe they're struggling actually to be successful in interviews. Maybe they're tasked with delivering a presentation. 
competition. So I think I think that's a really, really good one. And I, you mentioned it as well, becoming a team player and then focusing on what it is you want. And, and again, you didn't get that opportunity overnight. Um, no, you had to work and work and work and you got knockbacks, as you mentioned, but you didn't give up because you were focused on the end goal and the end goal was to get an opportunity working in the States. Mm-hmm. I think if you work hard sooner or later things come come your way and maybe not in the way you expected it but they come your way in, in some form absolutely um, now sport um, in particular hurling has played a key role in your life and really when I was looking in and sort of kind of doing a little bit of research for our, for our conversation you know you've been involved in a number of different aspects of sport um, and I think sport is really really important because it helps people develop key skills which are transferable into the world of work what do you feel are some of the key skills which you've developed in sport which have helped you in your daily working life nearly going back to the three the three sort of um um skills outlined the last question but i'd say you know leadership teamwork communication commitment confidence that focus as, as well as being you know self-disciplined and, and one probably isn't and maybe it is in people's head but you know having that mental mental fitness because we all need something whether it's sport or whether it's reading a book or whether it's traveling or 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 even meditating I don't every needs something that can take their take their mind off work or can take their mind off their their, their relationship relationships or their their family you, you need that outlet so yeah sport has really helped me you know develop them skills and things really took off when I went to to, to university um, I got involved in coaching trying to referee maybe not much of a player but I was uh, I, I helped in setting up college hurling, hurling club at our, at our campus too so you know it's all them different things and if you're not into playing don't worry about it because there's, there's tons of different ways you can get involved like so yeah I think that's great I mean we're, we're talking about it. I mean the communication skills are, are, are pivotal they play a central role really in a lot of what people end up doing because if you're not an effective communicator, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's in your daily work, whatever, if it's in sport, on the field or off the field, you've got to be able to communicate effectively. Leadership is really, really important. I mean, what are some of the things that you think define a great leader? You know, what, what's a good leader? One is definitely knowing when to, no, knowing when to talk um, and knowing when to listen. I think to be a great leader, you have to, I love that word communication, but I think you have to know how and when to communicate with, with different people and in, in different ways. So going back to, you know, on, as a coach and being on the or a captain being in the sport sporting field like you have to know when to when to drive certain individuals what way so some people need encouragement some um, people need to be told you know they're not working hard enough some people need to be told they're they're they're, they're playing bad just to, to have in their head to prove you wrong and that's where they get the best of the people so you know I think you need to you need to take every take every um, player on your team and every individual on an individual level if that, if that makes sense absolutely um, and you mentioned mental yeah. fitness really yeah. really important um, and I think sometimes that's kind of overlooked and I think in, in the world of business uh, in the world of you know you know even you know everybody's sort of sort of life has got so busy it's got so crazy social media has you know notifications coming in all over the place this mm. whole fear of missing out on something you know and this is all impacting people's you know i suppose mental health i think mental fitness is really really important and i think the sport is a great outlet for that isn't it it really really is and and i'm i'm guilty of this i'll be honest like i i really have been saying from the first of january i'm joining the gym that is it i am joining the gym i'm going to the gym three times a week last year i was running i was doing five k's 10 k's then I hurt my foot and the whole wheel came off the thing. Yeah. And 
do you know what? I was actually kind of in a state of not full depression, but I was kind of depressed that I wasn't actually able to get out and exercise. And that had a that had an impact on my mental health. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that we can overlook so, so easy. And it, it really, really, really is important. Oh, uh, yeah, I absolutely I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I getting injured like you just you can feel so, you know, once you once you have a, a set routine and, you know, a set way of how, you know, your exercise or whatever you're doing makes you feel, you know, once you lose that, you, you spend more time and you know it could be social media it could be your work and that tension and that stress can it can really build up yeah i couldn't agree more with you Wayne. it does it builds up and then you know it can kind of it can kind of actually take you off your game or really other aspects of your life can suffer and i think people need to have that outlet and i think sports a great way you know it's a great sort of channel for that output and i think it's really really important <laughs> going back to social media you mentioned that earlier on in relation to the importance of social media in relation to you maybe you're able to find out about opportunities in america or opportunities in yeah. other locations how important do you feel social media in particular linkedin has become for students seeking to find career opportunities and this is something that again and in, in some of the workshops that i deliver you know i'm starting to get students to think about building that positive profile on LinkedIn, creating that LinkedIn sort of skill set, connecting with people on LinkedIn, because you never mm-hmm. know what sort of opportunities can open up as a result of being active on the platform. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, just just in your just in your point and like social media, like I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw a quote that when did we last week our last last um our first encounter probably four year four four or five years yeah, ago? Yeah, a couple of years ago now, yeah. Like there was one quote and when you said it like and it just it it stayed with me till this day that a good that a good social media it takes years to build but seconds to destroy. Yeah. Like that has always really, really stood like like stood to me and like how what was it nine is it ninety percent of employers? Ninety three percent. Ninety three percent employers check your social media or, or, or have a Google at you before the journey interview process. Can you tell? You can tell I bought your book. Can you? Can you? <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good read. Yeah, like just you know, just about that there about having the having the having the sense and having the the knowledge to to look after what you put up. So whether that I since that since that workshop I have time to interview and it's been the best thing I ever. You know, I ever had just because you know your your personal life should be could, could be, should be kept to your friends and should be kept to your family and and and, and the way social media is nowadays nearly everybody adds especially on Facebook every adds everybody just on LinkedIn I find it particularly a very 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 useful outlet um when I was as soon as I really only have got got into LinkedIn about the last year and a half when I had the the interest to to go elsewhere to look into the United States or to look to travel and get a job in a, a different country because I wanted to to reach out into my alumni networks at Ulster and I wanted to ask them questions about like how they first got out and and do they have any ideas and about visas and about opportunities or about people they could put me in put me in contact with so I think it's very, very useful to to engage with and to, to not only like engage with and have one, but actively use it. So you know, message message people that that you may think um that you may think will be would be useful that they can point you in the right direction or people you want to school with. And like from what I find, I know yeah, I know if it's just Ulster University, but people are very happy to, to help out. You know, if you message them, no, even if it's just like sending an email or, or send sending you to sending you to an email or or a, a website, they're they're happy to to point you in the right direction because we're always that person coming out of university at 21, 22 years of age, a bit unsure with ourselves and what we're going to do. And we, we like to get a bit, of, a bit of direction. And so it's just the last thing in LinkedIn. I like to, I've seen other people do it. So I've started to do it over the last maybe six, six, seven months about posting your, your progress. So I, you know, I, would, I would let things coming up in, in, in my work 
that I want my my network to know about, I'll I'll always post because I think it's a different it's a different audience compared to Twitter and compared to your Instagrams and compared to your Facebook. It's a more professional setup, you know. Once somebody sees uh, sees a certain, you know, I always put the newsletter, I put different events that we have going on in the RTA. You really don't know what'll come from it. So I've had a few meetings with people from different organisations out here, just from me posting on, on, on LinkedIn so I, I just think it's a very it's a very very useful channel and it's something I'm I probably wouldn't be sitting here today with, without it funny enough so yeah I think it's a great channel and I think it gives people the opportunity to build a professional network and you know you covered a lot of the key points there and I think that's really really important that particularly students should be thinking about and starting to leverage I think the <laughs> earlier you adopt LinkedIn um, at university the easier it becomes whenever you graduate and you come out the other end because Maybe you're going to be following some companies that you'd like to work for. Maybe you're going to have built up a little bit of a network. And as you said, actively using it is really, really important. And and I, I completely agree with people are happy to help. Absolutely. I mean, I've had nothing I, but, yeah. you know, good experiences on LinkedIn. I can't say the same about other social media platforms, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. because, you know, you when you go on to other platforms, you know, you're it's not as professional as LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is really, really a professional network. And I think people respect the respect on LinkedIn is a lot greater I find than maybe you get on some of the other social media platforms you maybe don't run up against the trolling and some of the harassment that you might experience or that people have experienced in the past on other social media platforms and what I found is that people are always willing to help on that and I think it's great and it's something that I definitely encourage students think about getting started on LinkedIn as early as possible because it will open up opportunities for you and it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see that you know even when I'm in schools talking to students about particularly about career development um, I'm amazed at the amount of students who've never heard of LinkedIn. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. seriously, you know, we need to be educating students about career development in 2018. And where it happens is over on LinkedIn. So starting mm-hmm. to introduce them, particularly maybe 16 and 17 year olds to LinkedIn, I think is no bad idea. And then they can start then while they move through university to enhance that profile as well. Yeah, I think I think also when for the likes of, you know, 17 and, and 18 year olds, I, just in my family, but my little sister popped up there. She's 18 now, but when she was seven, Seventeen, she she had it and she she was online. And she was asking me questions and and um, about putting different stuff up and what she what I thought was was valuable and it just had me thinking like and even I do it you know well I'll look in someone else's and I'll I'll see something they've done or that that um that made me really something that that I done previously in school or or university and you can keep adding to it. It's 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 as you say that that professional network you wouldn't get it you don't get it on Twitter you don't get it on, on Facebook and the like so it's absolutely very very valuable. Uh, resource to have and of course the great thing about it is it's global right it's not Mm -hmm. restricted to northern ireland it's not restricted to ireland it's global i mean and you know you never know who you're going to build connections with and that's the beauty of it you're growing your connections now in the united states you know you don't know what opportunities that can open up for you know and that's the great thing about it and one of the huge benefits uh, in my experience anyway with with using linkedin and i think it's something that more and more students really should be thinking about tapping into and i think the earlier you tap into it the better now students um perhaps listening into the show today who are maybe graduating later this year and obviously it's just around the corner for some people what sort of tips and advice would you share with them to help them prepare for life beyond university because believe it or not it does come to an end you got to join the world of work uh, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have the student loan hitting the bank anymore yeah. there's no more nights out uh, and I remember those days that, you know I remember what they were like they were lots of fun 
But at some point, it comes to an end. And for some people, maybe they find that hard to accept. Yeah. Uh, what are some things that people need to be thinking about? Because none of us can be the eternal student. No matter how hard, no matter how hard we try in the in yeah. the in the student union. <laughs> yeah, I, can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer probably in two in twofold if that's, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, so so if there is any you know, students listening to that they're in their first year, or their second year, my my biggest advice would be jump in and get involved so whether that be joining a society creating your own society you know joining a sport and even if that's you know join a sport for the sake of doing the ad- administration side of it all these all these different opportunities you know they, they add to your they add to your skill base they add to the experience you've had that you can talk about in job interviews and you're also you're, you're making more friends in, in the process and the other thing I would say if there's any students listening is definitely there's so many opportunities you don't get after you leave like I wish I had done a study abroad like that is my I wish I went to somewhere different whether it be Germany whether it be China whether it be uh, the US to, to take a semester abroad and and just take it on because you'll never get that opportunity again. And then people third year listening, I'd say take the next take the next you know six months and try and try and think about where you want to be in maybe three to five three to five years time and what are the steps you need to take now. So that might involve going to using the opportunities you have. So go to your career service. You know, ask your alumni um, network. Um, is there anybody in this sort of role? that I could speak to that might be able to direct me in the right situation. Ask ask questions, talk to people, network as as, as best you can these next these next few months. And don't don't be afraid to don't be afraid to apply as many as many things as, as as you can and as you want because the worst they're really going to say is is no or they might actually offer you some advice like listen you need this course before we would think about hiring you then you know your next step. The last thing I would just say is challenge yourself so you can still go on the J one graduate visa for up to a year after you graduate. So maybe something to to, to consider I wish I wish I'd have done it would probably have made my journey out here a lot easier because I graduated three years I I was I came out here three years after I graduated so it made my situation a bit more difficult with the, the whole visa so hopefully hopefully if anybody's listening some of that might be useful but but just um just be be thinking about it and be conscious you know yeah I think those are great tips and, and it does come to an end at some point and I think the earlier you start to prepare and you start to put some plans in place. And, and again, even sort of going back to what we just discussed about LinkedIn, you know, mm-hmm. starting to position yourself in the marketplace is really, really important. Start to build your professional brand online. And some great things there, like, you know, study abroad, jump right in, networking, asking questions and challenging yourself. I think that's all really, really good stuff. And I think it's hugely beneficial for people listening into the show. Finally, looking forward to the future. <laughs> Where does oh. Mickey Quigg see himself in three to five years? Is that hard um, i know if we all had a crystal uh, yeah. ball that would be great but sort of where, where, where's the progression what's next are you are you happy what you're doing are you going to sort of you know hang out there for a while and see what develops yeah. and of course none of us really really know but what would you like to see yourself doing so to sort of put it in context my visa is for 18 months and it would finish finishes next 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 this time next year funny enough the organization new york g are, are looking we're looking into maybe extending it a, a few more years at the minute so that so that's all it's all been discussed at the minute the way it probably will it, it probably will get it hopefully it does get accepted and i'll probably stay in another probably two years i would i'd like to think um no i have, I have my own sort of goals in in my in my work so things that i'd like to achieve with with more clubs more um more players doing particularly well in some of the competitions that are that are coming up, and um, when we're going going back to Ireland to compete, 
in three to five years time just thinking of um maybe not career-wise but i'd like to have you know made made more you know made more enjoyable experiences you know improve the current skill set that i have have more more networks and and, and contacts than, than than i have now and i suppose um you know i w- wouldn't mind looking into you know marketing positions or or, or event management and something in event management in a few years time but you know i'll i'll, I'll take things as i as 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 the common and I think the most important thing is to you know to en- enjoy enjoy what I have here. I, I have a, a role position that I'm sure many people in Ireland would absolutely kill for. So it's about enjoying that there and making the, making the most of it. So yeah, I'll, I'll finish that there, making making the most and and enjoying my time. I'm, I'm no rush. I'm no rush. That's a great outlook. I think you know again you know having a, a plan for the future is great, but you know things can change. And I think getting the experience and the opportunity that you have right now is really, really amazing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's no better place to work in the world than the Big Apple. Let's be honest. You know, it's where yeah. it's all happening in New York City. You know, people love it. I mean, it, it, again, I've never spent that much time in New York City. But anytime I was there, it was a great experience. It was just a hustle and bustle. And I just mm-hmm. could, can't imagine what that must be like to be there you know, a daily basis right into that. And I'm sorry, I'm just gonna jump in. I just want to get a quick and, and just you know, I'm I'm working with a, a fantastic uh, a fantastic um fantastic fantastic uh, you know group of people. They're very very passionate what what they're what they're doing. My boss is across from me in the, the <laughs> podcast, so I, I have to give him a shout. I'm working with a very very great boss. He's very very oh, kind to me. He's um very 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 very. He's a great leader, isn't he? But yeah, that's that's really it. Um, working with passionate passionate hardworking group and um. Yeah, you know what? I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I don't wake up any morning being like, I can't be bothered or I, I don't want to go. So, you know what? I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Those are all good things. Uh, listen, Mickey, I want to thank you for taking time out to join me on the uh, on the, on the the show today. It's been a great been a great chat. And really, again, just hearing about your journey from, from Ulster University. And I know I know people in the in the University of Ulster will be, <coughs> be really, really interested to hear this podcast. Find out what you're up to, no doubt about it. And I think the experience that you're gaining uh, working with what seems to me to be a, to be a very, very talented team there, great leadership, great opportunities. Uh, and I think you've highlighted some really, really good things that students should be thinking about, need to be thinking about if they're aspiring to do, uh, to get opportunities like like, like you've managed to uh, to get. So once again, Mickey Quigg, thanks for taking time out to join me on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Cheers, Wayne. Thank you. All right. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mickey Quigg, Development Officer at New York GA. Lots of great takeaways from this episode, particularly if you're a student, maybe you're at university at the moment, uh, maybe you're graduating graduating later this year and you're thinking about what to do next. Uh, Mickey talked about the importance of putting yourself out there, setting up that LinkedIn profile, reaching out to people, really focusing on the skills maybe that you have already developed while you're at university. If you're involved in uh, clubs or societies, you know, the importance of communication skills. How do you be able to talk about your ideas, uh, becoming a team player? These are all skills that companies and organizations need. So think about setting up that LinkedIn profile. Think about building that personal brand. Think about putting yourself out there and starting to connect with people, companies and organizations that maybe who you'd like to work for at some point. If you're a first year student and you're thinking about what to do next, Mickey mentioned it, getting involved in those clubs and societies, maybe thinking about that 
you know, studying abroad, that gap year that you might want to do, maybe, you know, going to another country and experiencing what it's like to work in another country, uh, to work with a company or an organization. These are great ways to build really, really important skills that's going to help you uh, beyond university. So thanks once again to Mickey Quigg, Development Officer uh, at New York GEA. We certainly wish him the best of success in his role and we're looking forward to following his journey. As always, if there's something you would like me to cover on the show, maybe there's a feature that you'd like me to include on the show, somebody you'd like me to go and talk to, please do get in touch. Drop me an email into the show over at zero lives left podcast at gmail.com or send me a tweet to at zero lives left. Don't forget if you're enjoying this podcast, please do let us know. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or indeed whatever platform you are listening to this episode on today. We're going to be coming back very soon with episode 34 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.